Welcome to Wellversed, where we bring biblical principles of governance to governmental leaders and you. This is the Wellversed podcast. We're going to go to our first guest tonight. It's Victor Akrov. He is Ukrainian. He lives in the U.S. now, uh, but his roots are deep in Ukraine. He was born and lived there has many friends, relatives in Ukraine, and has a ministry operating there, quite frankly. He can tell you whatever he wants to about that. But Victor, uh, we're really honored to have you on. It's painful to watch the pictures. Uh, What got to me, uh, Victor, was when I saw the maternity hospital bombed, and then when I saw Putin going after the, the nuclear power plants, particularly given the fact that Chernobyl's right there in that country. I, I was I was in shock this last few days that we're dealing with that. So, Victor, uh, talk to us from your heart. What is what is happening in Ukraine? What are you hearing on the ground there? Welcome, Victor. Thank you. It's good to be here, Jim. Uh, thank you for uh, inviting me, and, and thank you for for praying. Uh, as I, I was, uh, I've been saying um, in these couple of weeks to people when people ask me, "Well, what what can I, what what can we do?" And you know how it is. Sometimes you say, "Well, you 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 can pray for us." Today, um, that is a tot- has a total different different meaning. Well, f- first of all, all of this is very close to my heart because uh, I am from that exact uh, region uh, of Ukraine where this whole thing started. God allowed us to open a station, uh, our first. Uh, radio station, Christian radio station in the city where the war would start in 2014 uh, after a year of broadcasting. So we felt like it was the providence of God as we established the station, prepared on people's hearts. Um, when they and when the rebels came in uh, and we said, well, we are not even political, you know, we are not doing anything political. We are just sharing the gospel. You know what they said? Well, we, we just don't like Christians and Jews for some reason, <laughs> they did hold us that. So, so they switched us off and then, uh, and then the tower went, went down. Uh, since then we rebuilt the tower. Uh, yesterday they bumped us again. So we stopped broadcasting in that city as, as of yesterday. So we still have five stations going on. All that re- region again is, is very close to my heart. When we are talking about Mariupol, you just mentioned uh, where uh, where the maternity hospital was bombed. That's the city where I saw sea uh, the first time in in my life. So that's you know one of those inspirational moments that you remember. It's so much more painful for me to see what's happening now. I, I have a friend who is a chaplain there. He is still alive today, um, uh, and he adopted maybe twenty seven kids. Uh, he has this kind of ministry and. Uh, today, one one of his adopted daughters was was killed. Now her child is an orphan, and um, you know normally I would I would break down crying. Today, I'm just sharing with you. It is it is terrible what's happening. It is um, of historic proportions. Uh, I think it's not only about Russia and Ukraine. Uh, so as we as as a ministry, uh, we of course use this time to uh, to share the gospel. And um, Jim, in my thirty three years of ministry, I've never seen so many conversions. Uh, it's 
dozens and dozens of people daily, and we cannot take their testimonies fast enough. Uh, well, one of our um, broadcasters, she just turned 30 uh, yesterday. Her name is Ina, and, and she's just 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 a sweet girl. She she became a Christian through through media also, so she understands the power power of media. Um, she's in messianic kind of um, uh, kind of church in in Kiev, and now she's broadcasting from a different city. And, and uh, when I was talking to her, she was um, broadcasting uh, for five hours straight, just preaching repentance, preaching repentance. And you know, if you are Ukrainian and if you're broadcasting, uh, if you're broadcasting from a bomb shelter and you're experiencing this whole thing, you're not just from the a voice from the outside who's telling people that they need to repent, um, but she's right there in the midst of all of this, and she is preaching repentance like uh, never before. People, we need to repent as a nation, as um, uh, as individuals. We need to find out who Christ is, and thousands of non-Christians listen to this young girl uh, as she's broadcasting on. Um, our stations and on social media. And then she said, you know, I'm calling you to repentance, but if you want to accept Jesus, just just text me if, if, if you would uh, on one of the uh, messengers. And when I was talking to her, she said, I spent two hours answering those messages. I want to accept Jesus. I don't know who Jesus really is, but I want to accept, accept him. I, I feel power coming uh, from from my computer, from my phone, as I listen to you, I want to know Jesus. And as I said, I, I spent two hours, I'm not even halfway through uh, of all, all those uh, calls and messages of, of people who are new Christians today. So in the midst of all of what's happening, in the midst of all that evil, all that interruption, you mentioned Zaporizhia, which is, you know, where, where the Russian forces um, tried to fire on, on the nuclear station. Um, we were supposed to open our new station there uh, this summer. And uh, when, when I think about this, you know, we have people dying, thousands of people on both sides. And when you think about the proportions of the evil that is, is, is happening today, and then the interruption to the ministry, you see also God's hand as, as he brings his miracles um, Jim, I, I don't know how many miracles we experienced uh, in, in these couple of weeks. It is, it is amazing. Uh, we had one, um, uh, one of our people, uh, he was wounded yesterday after we talked. Uh, and he says, if, if this shrapnel would go a little higher, I, I would not be talking to you today, but, but I am. And we see this again and again and again as our broadcasters, our friends, our pastors, people who minister, uh, being protected in miraculous ways. Of course, not everybody. We are losing people. We are losing some, some of the best people uh, are going to be with the Lord today. So it is tough. It is very difficult, very difficult to explain. Um, honestly, uh, so somebody said in, in, in the beginning, we are about understanding the spiritual roots of this and you know that it's so difficult to, to discern what's happening in the spirit so at, at, from my point of view um i have so so many things in in my head in my spirit it is um overwhelming and so what i've decided to do 
what, what is my place? What am I to do at this point? So I'm encouraging people. Uh, and, uh, you know, when, when people broadcast for hours or share the gospel or go and protect their neighborhoods, I have one pastor who is at night, he's going and protecting his neighborhood with, with a bunch of neighbors, just, just looking for, for people who uh, came, came from Russia to, to kill them. And, and he's there protecting his neighborhood and sharing the gospel with, with the people under that he's working with. Uh, everybody's uh, willing to be prayed for. Everybody's opening their hearts uh, to Jesus. At the same time, there's so much pain. Um, it's hard to describe. If you have any questions. Um, Let me, I have quite a few questions, but I'm going to go to Malachi and Mario first. Because uh, Malachi has another prayer meeting he's going to. Malachi, I want to go to you and then to Mario. Malachi? Yes, um, thank you, Jim. And, and I'm just sitting here stirred because I think I, like other people on this call, probably are now watching the news hours on end every night, trying to get updates, seeing how dangerously close um, Russia is getting to the Poland border before NATO would get involved. Um, I guess my question would be that what there's, I, I believe, and this may be a sensitive topic, Jim, there's a little bit of, I believe, disinformation out there about Poland and United States. And I'm just trying to get clarity in my heart to, um, to, you know, to honestly, how can we pray more effectively and, 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 and what, in what ways do, I mean, I guess in the past, somebody asked, why are we not getting more involved as a nation? Like, I can't understand what that, it feels like something deeper is going on and I can't articulate it, but um, Jim or our dear brother here, how can we pray more effectively and um, what is it going to take to get the world involved in more than just Sydney stuff? Because is that the answer that we need to get, you know, more people? I, mean, I guess I feel like we're on the brink of world war three. That's what I'm trying to say. And what is it going to take to help save Ukraine from the horrors of what Russia is going to do unless somebody gets involved? So Jim, if you can turn that into a question or help me summarize that, that's just what I'm feeling. I'm, I'm trying to share this with my kids, what's going on. So anyway. Let me just go to Victor on that. Yeah, uh, of course. I mean, every, everybody has this feeling if Poland gets involved and Poland is a member of NATO. Um, and Poland today is the greatest friend Ukraine has, even though historically we, we've had some, some issues, but today... Poland by far is the best, and they're accepting so many, so many people who come from Ukraine. But of course, everybody is afraid that that Putin, as crazy as he is, and you know, in the beginning uh, we were thinking maybe he's just playing this crazy guy. Now I, I think you know uh, a few people are saying that he's maybe taking steroids for for his cancer treatment, uh, and this affects his um, his brain basically, uh, which is. Very, very seems like that could be could be true. We've, we've heard those rumors. So, and nobody can stand up to him, uh, and, you know, in in his inner circle. So it is scary. Uh, I would not want to be a president of Poland or a president of the U.S. At, at, at this point. It is sometimes seems easy. Let's get involved uh, on a, on a bigger level. And uh, Ukrainians are, are crying and asking the world to protect their sky. And if that happens, it could, could be World War III. So, so it is a very difficult um, uh, situation. So well, one thing I, I, I would say, 
what they need is, is more weapons and we should not be afraid to provide those to uh, to the nation of ukraine just if not planes just just weapons that they can protect themselves uh, with and that's kind of seems a no-brainer but uh, it is what it is so i'm praying um, honestly for wisdom for uh, for the leaders of uh, european union and european leaders and the u.s leaders and um i i just acknowledge it's not as easy as as it seems uh, thank you victor that helps uh mario we'll go to you yes thank you so much victor i have two questions number one um do you know the details and where we're at in any potential ceasefire between Ukraine and Russia? Uh, I don't know the details. I, I know that uh, Ukrainians really want to move forward uh, with some kind of a deal. And, um, and uh, both the president and, and his uh, foreign minister are indicating that again and again and again, they're trying to kind of prepare the Ukrainians for, uh, for some kind of compromise. Compromise means that Ukraine would have to do something as well, not only Russia. Um, so it is very difficult. You, you wouldn't believe how united the Ukrainians are, how, what kind of fighting spirit they, they, they have. Even people who are uh, in the occupied uh, two cities uh, are controlled by Ru Russia right now, and Ukrainians go uh, on on the main square every every day with Ukrainian flags, Ukrainian flags, and saying this is Ukrainian territory. Um, they shoot at them, they they wounded some of them, and they cannot do anything with this. So to tell those people that you know we're gonna give Crimea uh, away to Russia, which they probably will, but I'm just saying it's difficult politically. So, again, I'm I'm praying uh, for, uh, for for the wisdom for the Ukrainian leaders, and also for the wisdom for, for for Ukrainian people and people who are fighting, who are on their edge, to find the right way to to compromise and um, and and bring this to some kind of resolution. Um, do you think Zelensky will be willing to give those those uh, cities? Um, that Russia said? Uh, probably uh, he would and he should give uh, away Crimea. It's never coming back to Ukraine, whatever the scenario. Um, it, it's a complicated history. Um, Russia has their military there. It used to be part of Russia. Uh, so I see there's, there's an area to compromise there, not on the part of eastern Ukraine, uh, which is purely Ukrainian territory. So, and I, again, I understand all the nuances. I understand that people speak Russian there. I, I was born there. My parents came, came from Russia. My grandparents came, came from Russia. So I, I intimately understand all the complications there, but, but it would be very difficult for Zelensky to give up on those territories. Crimea is, is a different thing, but that's my humble opinion. Uh, I'm not... I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Back to you, Jim. Malachi, before you go, what questions do you have? Well, I, I think that honestly, Jim, what, what, what do you think is going to happen in the next, you know, to best guess in the next 24 to 48 hours? Because I, I see the increasing attacks. I mean, um, I mean, will, will the capital, how long will the capital city hold up, in your opinion? Uh, with with Russian tanks getting closer to surround it, apart from a miracle, like like it is. I mean, I mean, 
is the Ukrainian uh, willpower and um, sheer tenacity, how long will that stand against the pure brute force of, of Russia's power coming against it? So I, everything seems to be closing in. What, I mean, just in your opinion, I know you're not an expert per se, but um, what's about to happen to that city? Yeah, it, it, if you're asking about the city of Mariupol uh, on the Azov Sea, uh, that is being obliterated, uh, just, just destroyed by the Russians. We don't know. They, they could move in tomorrow. Same thing for the city of Kharkiv, which is uh, the second largest city or third lar largest city in Ukraine, which is also being uh, surrounded and, and they're just destroying it. Um, I love that city. It is painful to see. So um, we, we don't know there. Uh, sheer military power um, can do a lot of damage. When it comes to Kyiv, it is not as easy. Kyiv is a very large city. If they go in uh, thousands of hundreds of thousands of uh, Ukrainians in Kyiv uh, have weapons. Uh, so they will be shooting from every every window. Tank on the street is not as powerful as, as a tank in the field. So um, Russians experienced that uh, in the city of Grozny uh, in Chechnya uh, many years ago when they thought they would take it in, in one day. It didn't happen that way. They lost thousands and thousands of people because uh, it's, it's a different kind of warfare uh, in the city. And uh, I don't think they are ready to just destroy Kyiv to, to, to the ground. It's not even, even possible. So I'm hoping and um, believing that Kyiv will, will stand. Um, Mario, I'm going to go to you and then to Rosemary, her question. Mario, if you'd like to ask another question. Okay, uh, but to Rosemary, you started saying something? Yeah. And I'm just so grieved because, again, the nations and even God's people are not getting it after thousands of years of history of repeating itself again and again towards God's people. And especially the last 2000 years with the destruction of Jerusalem, with the Crusades, with the Inquisition, with the pogroms, with the Holocaust, people of God wake up and see that spirit of Haman is arising the spirit of Pharaoh, the spirit of Hitler, the spirit of Herod. It is above and beyond anything natural, and we're not going to be able to figure it out. And don't get caught in the trap of trying to take political sides or wondering if everything's fake news. Our position as God's people is to repent, to fast, and to pray. It's happening right in line with Purim, and it doesn't matter the odds. Israel would win her wars against all odds above and beyond anything in the natural because God defended her. And so we stand and put on our spiritual armor. In fact, in Hebrew, the word neshak, neshak for, for weapon, the word for weapon and kiss are the same exact words. So we need to become very intimate with God. We need to allow him to kiss us and place his armor on us and defend us. He alone is our hope. And praise God, so many Ukrainians are coming to the Lord Jesus Christ. They are being given superior weapons to anything man can manufacture as God clothes them with his presence. And we in, in, the, in the nations here at home stand with them in prayer and intercession 
not just wringing our hands and being uh, upset and what can we do? We can do everything because God is with us. And we, this, our position as, as the World Prayer Network is to be a spiritual army to defend innocent men, women, and children against this spirit of antichrist replacement theology. What did the enemy say? I'm going to come after the Christians and the Jews because it's not about a natural war. It's about exterminating God and putting a person or a government in place of God, the same imperialism that has uh, led to the to the annihilation of God's people throughout the centuries. And this is our moment, this is our time. So don't be fooled, don't be distracted, stay focused, do whatever you can to donate, to save the lives of innocent people, save the lives of others. This is our call as the righteous and even put our own life on the line as our pastor is doing. This is what we are called to do as well-versed. This is what we're called to do as a World Prayer Network not to argue among ourselves and try to figure out the political situation. We never can. God alone is, is king, is sovereign, is Lord over the situation. And he can deal with the enemy in a moment. And our position is to stand in prayerful worship and intercession and, and take this spiritual warfare on as only we can do as people of the kingdom of God. Uh, Malachi and Ned, I'm going to have both of you pray in just a moment. Uh, can, can, I, can I just say one, 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 one word? Uh, sure. This really resonates with our hearts. One of our broadcasters, he fasted for 12 days because we understand this is a spiritual battle. Four of our broadcasters came, came up to me and, and talked to me and said, um, we really feel we were born for such a time as this. Um, we understand this. this is something... Um, that God is doing, and and we just want to be, want to be, want to be there um, in His army. And, and I I reported this before, Victor, but I had the privilege of being over in Ukraine uh, like two years ago, three years ago, and, and met with a number, quite a number of people, including government leaders, a lot of government leaders actually, and then was uh, met with a number of them in Washington D.C. on several occasions, and I was supposed to be there last September. I, I was blown away at the spiritual revival that's been taking place in that country, the spiritual renewal, the movements forward, the st standing for even life in the womb, standing defending marriage. Uh, I, I was shocked at, at, at what forward motion they've made. Uh, I want to ask a question. You said when the rebels came, what you said, they said, we do not like the Christians and the Jews. Now, that's interesting. That's the first time I've heard anybody use that language with that specificity. You're saying when the Russian soldiers came, they specifically articulated, we do not like the Christians and the Jews. Did I understand you correctly? We, we were surprised ourselves. I've never heard, uh, had this, um, never heard this before either. And we, we just asked them calmly. You know, they, first of all, they, they switched our broadcast off. And, and we asked them, well, what's, what's the reasoning? Can, can you just explain it to us? We don't like Christians and we don't like Jews. Go, go, go figure. I, I know we can go into the spiritual realm and we understand uh, what, what, what it is, but, but for them to articulate it like, like that is just, was just amazing to us. So I'm as amazed as you are. Pretty straightforward, the demarcations there. In terms of the landmass, I think you said 
There's only two cities that the Russians supposedly control. And do they really control those two? My next part of this question is uh, ties with uh, Malachi's and maybe you've answered all you can. The balance of power right now, what are you sensing? And then are there among the Russian troops, is there evidence of demoralization of them wanting to, to, to get out of what they're doing? Is there any evidence of demoralization among the Russian troops? So kind of a package of questions. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll answer that question. Before you forget, Jimmy, if you don't mind, if you, if you want to follow some of some of the stories, just just uh, go to our website. It's uh, febcukraine.org. Say it slower. FEBC, that's Far East Broadcasting Company. FEBCukraine.org. FEBCukraine.org stands for Far East Broadcasting Company. You make donations there as well. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you can see some some of the stories, some some of the videos that 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 our people produce there. Some of the prayers you 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 you'll be touched by those, and you you'll feel where 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 we are. But to to answer your questions, uh, if um, if there would not be Russian air power, um, where they have a lot of advantage a lot of advantage um, they're so much stronger than ukrainians um, uh, ukrainian army would defeat the russian army tomorrow it, it would be clear because uh, they know what why uh, why they're fighting they're protecting their land people soldiers who who you see being captured it's it's terrible you you see that there are 20 year olds who did not know where uh, they're being um, sent to, um, they were just. Some of them are in, you know, under contract. Uh, many of them are just, you know. I, I was a soldier in the Soviet army. I, I know what it is. You you go into the army because you you have to. That's everybody does that. And then suddenly you you wake up and you're in a different country. Everybody hates you. So um, many of them, many of them are demoralized. Many of them just just escape uh, and and hide in the forest. Many of them uh, just uh, lose their um gas uh, so they cannot go and fight uh, many of them 80 uh, one uh, of them just told their com- commanders we're not gonna, gonna go fight this is our brothers we are ukrainians and russians uh, we are kind of you know come from the same same route so we look like one another uh, we have so many uh, previous to that, for for the past eight years, we've been working with um, with Ukrainian soldiers and just distributing radios, uh, food, Bibles, preaching to them, uh, going to the field with them, praying in the mud, just on on our knees with with Ukrainian soldiers. The number one question that they ask our chaplains is. What do I do when when I have to shoot someone and I see this guy who looks just like me? How do I deal with that? Uh, Today, uh, they don't have that problem. Ukrainians don't, but Russians do. Uh, Russians understand they're um, in their brother's land and they're killing them. Uh, It's Cain uh, versus Abel. So clear. Uh, And it is it is difficult uh, for for them. So many of them want to escape. Uh, many of them cannot because Chechens are staying behind them. 
and uh, this is a situation no one wants to be in so many of them of course ukrainians are listening to their phone calls and they're saying we cannot go forward we'll be killed by ukrainians we cannot go back we're going to be killed by uh, our own forces especially uh, fighters from chechnya and this is um, this is where they are so uh, russia still has a lot of advantage uh, in rockets and uh, air force uh, what it means if they cannot defeat and there's no agreement then they're going to be using uh, their rockets on on the whole of ukraine and that's going to be hundreds of thousands if not millions of people who will die and hope and this is exactly what concerns me the most right what you said there you speak with authority as one who served in the soviet military I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please read the show notes for additional details if you would like a copy of the book or resources mentioned. Remember that Wellversed is a 501c3 tax-deductible nonprofit organization. We rely on your support and partnership. Thank you for listening to the Wellversed podcast. For more information, please go to www.wellversedworld.org.